the, I'd say the main stressful part is like really saying like, am I good enough? Welcome to the American Grown Podcast hosted by Austin Sullivan. The American Grown Podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now, turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. This is the American Grown Podcast, recorded inside the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have Luke Schaefer, senior and all-state linebacker at North 11 High School. Luke, welcome to episode 64 of the American Grown Podcast. Thank you for having me on. This is a pleasure to finally get on a podcast. Yeah, it's your first one, you're saying. Yep. Yeah, never, pod- never been on a podcast. Uh, I've done a couple interviews before, but this is something new, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, hopefully first of many. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind having a podcast later in life after when I get older and have nothing else to do. I feel like that would have to be something fun to do. Well, why would you want to start a podcast, do you think? Um, I don't know. Interview, something like you do, like interview uh, people in our area, people that might many people might not know about, get them on stage and present their story or interview like popular people just hear their side of their story that like the media doesn't always like put out yeah oh definitely for sure you give people a platform and that's what you know i do here at american Grown podcast is is give local business owners nonprofits, veterans you know athletes um, musicians all kinds of people anybody and everybody i i truly believe has a story so like that's kind of why i started american Grown podcast now almost two years in um, and like I said, this episode 64. So before we get started, like diving into your episode, um, I don't know if you know this, but I actually had one of your coaches on the podcast last year. Yeah. Coach Isaac. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you listen to it? I did. I listened to it actually today to like figure to out how the flow goes. And yeah. What'd you think of it? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He was telling me about it cause I told him I was coming on with you. So, um, he was telling me a little bit about it and how it goes and how it's a really good time and. Made me even look forward to it a little bit more. Yeah. You know, Heisey, John Heisey, great guy uh, from Heisey's Diner for the mm-hmm. listeners. Uh, actually, I actually played football with him back at uh, in high school at Cedar Crest. And I just remember uh, he was normally on the defensive side of the ball. I think like at the end, mm-hmm. I think. And man, could he hit? I just remember like anytime I lined up against him, I was like, okay, I got I to gotta give it a little extra. Because even during practice, John always went all out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could see that side of him in practice sometimes. Uh, we had a like a smaller amount of players this year, so like sometimes the coaches would have to be like look offense or defense, and he was always frustrating sometimes because uh, <laughs> he was hard to move to be honest. Yeah, he and he didn't like make it easy for us, so that was a good thing, I guess. I believe it. So even as a coach, he still he goes all in. He goes all yeah. out. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> oh, and then uh, for the listeners, if you'd like to go back and take a listen, it's episode five. His episode is actually ranked number one for downloads so far out of all 64 episodes, which I think is crazy. That's crazy, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, dude, it's really cool. So now, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where'd you grow up? Let's get some background on you. Oh, yeah, um, I go to Northern Lebanon High School. I'm a senior currently. Um, I've lived in Fredericksburg my whole life. I think I moved there when I was less than a year old, so my whole life that I remember. Um, I used to go to Lebanon Catholic for from like kindergarten through eighth grade before it shut down during covid and then i moved to northern lebanon but um yeah i'm one of three children i'm the middle child i have a brother 
older brother that goes to Penn State. I think he's he's 20 years old. And then I have a younger sister who goes to Northern Lebanon as well. And she is um, just turned 15 the other day. Um, she plays sports. I play sports. My whole family pretty much plays sports. But, yeah, my mom and dad, my mom goes to Hershey Med. She works at Hershey Medical. My dad works in Lebanon as a police, some with the police. That's a little bit about my family. What was it like transferring from a private Catholic school, being Lebanon Catholic, to a public school in northern Lebanon? Like, what was that transition like for you? Um, it was a little bit different in specific aspects. Like, um, the students' behavior was a little bit different, but not much different. Uh, like, the education was pretty much the same, as well as the school life. Like, I've the only main difference is... At Northern Lebanon, there's much more sports and clubs okay. and stuff to do, honestly, like extracurriculars. Another difference is this year, I think we have like 130 students in our class. And at Lebanon Catholic, my class in eighth grade, I believe, had 20 kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Real small. Yeah, it's a lot smaller. Big difference in uh, class sizes. Yeah. And there's not as many classes at – was there weren't as many classes at – Lebanon Catholic than there are at uh, Northern Lebanon. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't too big of like a switch or change for you. No, not really. Um, I kind of enjoyed it because it gave me like it brought me closer to things I enjoy. Cause um, I played football for Northern Lebanon when I was younger as like their youth program. Cause you didn't have to attend their school. Um, but then since I went to Lebanon Catholic, their co-op was with Anvil because they didn't have a football team. Yeah. So I transferred to like play with the midgets it was like a youth program with anvil i played that for one year and then i sprained my neck really yeah i did it was well tell us about this how how do you how did that happen we were playing i think palmyra or lebanon friendship or something one of the youth programs in lebanon and uh i was a running back and i got the ball up the middle and i just lowered my head i didn't even like oh no head to head contact yeah got a concussion i was a little dizzy out for the rest of the game and the season. I was in a neck brace, actually. It was kind of funny. Um, Holy cow. You're, I mean, luckily you're all right because I always remember the middle school. So I played middle school, high school. The defense and offensive line coaches would always say, like, eyes to the sky. Like, uh-huh. Always keep your eyes up. So you lowered your head probably not really knowing and, you know, being a young kid. So you were out that whole season. That probably was like a bummer. I'm, it wasn't that – I mean, it was obviously not good because I missed – I think I only missed, like, two games, though, because it was, like, near the end of the season. Okay. Which was, I guess, better, but it was still frustrating because I'm not one of those guys that like to just watch. I kind of like playing. Yeah. Like, I still went to the games and stuff and practice, but it was just frustrating not being able to participate. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I bet. Um, like you mentioned, going to Lebanon Catholic, you could, you know, go play football elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So you went to um, Anvil Cleona and played for their team, which is kind of wild because – like, looking back, now that you're a senior, right, at Northern Lebanon, had Lebanon Catholic never closed, you know, you'd, you'd still be playing for Anvil. Yeah. You know, things would be a lot different. Yeah, and they're also, like, our big rival right now, so it's kind of crazy. Oh, that's right. Dude, you went to the other side. That's crazy. <laughs> that is really crazy to think about. What is your take on, real quick, and then we can kind of move on from Lebanon Catholic, but what is your take with the the school closing? Um, I, I kind of took, like, that bad side of it and turned it into like a positive side to taking as like a new opportunity to play football at a school that I like go to, which is definitely a lot nicer than co-oping Yeah, as well as take it as an opportunity to make more friends on top of the friends I've already created throughout the past years. 
So that was definitely like the bright side of it. It was a little like I still think about it. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Like a lot of those guys like were really close. Yeah. And like I can't really like see them as much as I used to be able to. And like graduating with them would have been cool, but I kind of just take more positive than the negative side and take it as a new opportunity. That's a great way to look at it. So through the co-op, you would play for Anvil Cleona, even even midget football you mm-hmm. mentioned. Once you got to Northern Lebanon, were there any other sports or clubs or organizations you were a part of? Yeah, um, I played basketball a little bit. for It was called CYO. It was like, okay. I think it stands for Christian Youth Organization. I'm not 100% sure on that. But that was like with my friends at Lebanon Catholic. That was like middle school basketball because we didn't really have a middle school team. Mm-hmm. So I played that throughout my three years of middle school at uh, Lebanon Catholic and actually my sixth grade year was the first year I played basketball and then when I got to Northern Lebanon I played I'm still playing basketball currently but I played my freshman and sophomore and last year I actually didn't play because of my broken arm I got through football but um, I'm playing this year again and we're actually having we're having we're on the upcoming I guess you could say we have a lot of young guys who are like proving themselves as like future pieces of the team yeah and we should actually be pretty good in the future i mean obviously i won't be there but we're moving in the right direction oh that's awesome no that's great and i had to check it myself because i want to make sure but it's catholic youth organization cyo small world again really small world my wife actually did some like uh, assistant coaching okay this goes back before covid for patty hower Um, okay yeah yeah. yeah, and uh it it was a lot of fun but uh Beside the point, um, I wanted to make sure because I'm like, ah, I think it's Catholic. I wanted to check, so I, I wasn't 100 percent sure. Let's uh, let's take a sip break real quick. Gotcha. You're saying uh, for basketball, uh-huh. it looks promising for the future. Should yeah. be a pretty good team. Okay, but now you also mentioned before we went before we went on a, a break there that you did you say you broke your arm or dislocated your arm? Um, I actually fractured uh, my arm. I think it was my ulna and my okay. right arm during. I think it was our eighth game of the season last year which was kind of detrimental to my season i mean i had a really good season last year but um it ended early not really what i was looking forward to but i guess i took the time to get a little stronger and rehab that back and it didn't give me a problem this year so it's amazing to come back from an injury like that especially the position you play is very aggressive being a linebacker it's not like you're a kicker or something (laughs) like you're out there making plays making tackles and hopefully sacking the quarterback when did you well let's finish i'm sorry so okay football basketball track baseball anything like that um i played track last year it was my first time playing track i high jumped which is kind of interesting you're a high jumper yeah high jumped really yeah, when I tell people that, they don't really believe it because like, you're my so tall. Body and... type, and I I do weigh like, like two hundred twenty pounds, so it's crazy. Okay, did you like it? I did like it. I did enjoy it. Um, I actually wasn't terrible at it. I mean, compared to like the guys I went against, they were pretty good. But like, yeah, I made it to like leagues, and I didn't place like near the bottom. I was like somewhere in the middle. But it was my first time doing it, so like that was kind of fun. And this year, I'm planning on playing baseball. Whoa, getting away from track? Well, I'm going to try to do track on, like, because that, like, honestly, that didn't really, like, practice that much. It was kind of, like, free. Like, you work on your thing, and then you can leave. So I was wondering. I'm going to talk with the coaches, of course, but I'm going to try to play baseball and then see if I can still attend some of the meets or whatnot. But um, I'm really looking forward to, like, trying baseball, especially because we have a new coach, Coach Tome. Okay. And he's actually a really good guy. I yeah. really enjoy him. And, um... I've, I lift with them now to, like, be able to get in the weight room in the mornings, and he 
he knows what he's talking about and he's building a pretty good team because they had a really good team last year and made a state run and supposedly we're going to be better this year so i'm just Whoa. trying to trying to trying to be a part of that trying to help out as much as i can yeah i'll tell you what i think uh you know having a coach that the athletes want to play for mm-hmm. i think is huge you know because of course you can motivate yourself as a team or as an individual but like when you have a coach that you just want to play for and win for i think it makes all the difference yeah Definitely. That's like, kind of like Coach Rice, too, my football coach. He's one of those guys that I'd put 100% on the line for. He's one of my good guys that I've met throughout the years that I just want to stick around. Him and the staff, especially like the staff, I enjoy a lot of those guys. A lot of them coached me throughout the years as well, like before he's got there. So like when we have our whole staff, like I, I enjoy a lot of those guys. So like going to football is not really playing sports. It's more hanging around with guys I enjoy being around. And that's, I think that's what it's all about. I think that's the key to get more student athletes out for sports is a coach that gets along with the kids, sees eye to eye with the kids, but they also respect and they want to win for. Yeah, I think that's huge. When did you realize your passion for football? Like, when did you, like, I really like playing football and I'm good at it? Probably actually after I sprained my neck. Because yeah. I, I didn't tell this you this, but uh, after I sprained my neck, I actually played soccer for three two years because my mom didn't let me play football. Oh, I bet. Yeah, how'd your mom take that, that uh, injury? She was worried, especially with her being in, like, the medical field. She kind of, like, sees a bunch of stuff and, like, I don't know. She's, I guess, a little bit more paranoid than most other parents because yeah. she's, like, been around, like, oh, this could happen, that could happen. So she was a little worried, probably more worried than anybody in my family. But um, I actually didn't play. And I was fine with that, actually, because I didn't want to get hurt again. So I played soccer, and I I was a goalie, actually. So this is how it would work. I would literally just run up and hit people, kind of like playing. <laughs> yeah. It was like playing linebacker in football or in <laughs> soccer. soccer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was actually a lot of fun, too. But then um, actually for Christmas, I think it was going into my ninth grade year, one of my Christmas presents was football gloves. And I was a little surprised at first, but then that was my parents' way of telling me I could play again. So that was really exciting, and I obviously took up that opportunity. And I was going to play for Anvil, but then that's when our school shut down. So I played my freshman year at Northern Lebanon, and I, I just fell right back in love with it. I've always watched football. Even like when I didn't play, I still loved watching football. I love breaking down football. I love watching like college football, NFL, high school. I love watching all of it. It's yeah. just so entertaining to me, and... Being able to like see the athleticism on the field is just really incredible. And then throughout high school career, I just got better and better. Started going to camp, started working with a trainer, and just flourished from there. Let me ask you this then: What's your favorite? Uh, like, do you have a favorite college and NFL team? Yeah, I'm not really an NFL team. I don't. I guess you could say the Eagles. That's who I guess I root oh, for. Go Birds! All right, go Birds! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but college is probably Penn State or Notre Dame. I love Notre Dame. Oh, my grandfather does. Uh, yeah, he's a big Notre Dame fan. Both really good. Great teams. Yeah, definitely. Wow. And I, sh- I assume you play, like, probably a lot of Madden. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any of the new Maddens. I don't play video games as much as I used to, but I do love Madden. But though. if you had to play a video game, that would probably be the one. Yeah, Madden probably. Nice. So now, what is the process like to be a high school athlete who is trying to get to the next level and become a college athlete? It's quite stressful, actually. It's a lot of, uh, if you're not one of the top guys, then you have to reach out more than other guys. So, like, I obviously am not one of the top guys, like, in the radar, especially going to, like, a smaller school. 
even if I have like a good year, I'm not going to be like super high up on everybody's board because of like the circumstances I'm given. But it's a lot of reaching out and basically putting your name out there. It's kind of like the job application. You're basically showing what you can do. Um, Huddle actually helps a lot. So like fil- sending your film out helps a lot. Twitter, it's all really through Twitter. Okay. So and like, what's uh, what, real quick? What's Huddle? Huddle is like um like our film. It's like you can make like a highlight tape on it instead oh, of like. Okay. Everybody says how they like back in the day they make like cassette tapes or whatever. Yeah. Or VCS, V, what is it? V- VHS. VHS tapes. VHS, and then uh, you burn burn your fi- like film onto uh, CDs and stuff like that. Yeah, or yeah. USB drives. Well, yeah. Wait, is a cassette tape? Is that a thing? Cassette tape? Um, yeah, but that's what you listen to. Oh. Like cassette tape. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't that's know. That's really going about. old school, though. <laughs> that's really going old school. But yeah, there's cassette tapes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm, I got all confused. No, but, you're good. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, where was I? Oh, oh um, so I was talking about like what is, what is Huddle and then. The question was like how and what's the process like to become a you know a college athlete? Yeah, you basically send your film out and like your resume, but it's through it's through Twitter, which is makes it easier cuz like you're able to like contact these coaches without having to get like their email or phone number. Okay. Just look up their name, follow them, and then you can like talk through there, which is really beneficial for like student athletes so they don't have to like find the right email or the right phone number to yeah. contact. And then once they talk to you more, they'll like send you their contact, and then you continue to talk through there. But it's 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 a stressful thing. It's like trying to like be the best person on their radar, but it's hard because you don't know who else is on their radar. So it's like trying to put your best foot forward, pretty much. Yeah. And I guess if they like you, then they'll offer you or get somewhere like you'll move forward in the process. Okay, that's so interesting to me, and the fact that you can use Twitter. Or now it's X, but yeah. you know the fact that you can use that to reach out directly to coaches, that kind of streamlines it, makes it so nice. Because my thought was you'd have to go on to like, let's say Temple University, uh-huh. you'd have to go on to their uh, athletics website, and then from there you'd have to find the coach, and then from there you'd have to find his website, or, or I'm sorry, his email, yeah, and then from there you'd have to email. But you're using x to go directly to the coach yeah and don't get me wrong you could do that 100 percent. like yeah. i've emailed coaches before and that still works it's just that twitter like i feel like everybody's becoming more advanced and that's what pretty much every coach is on because it gives them the notification right away you don't have to scroll through a million emails right yeah and like also like in your twitter bio you almost are using it as like a recruiting thing so you'll have like your height weight school gpa like wh- your specific times or like accolades it's it's a lot easier so the coaches could just like check like oh that looks good for our thing let's talk to this guy or bring him on campus pretty yeah. much it's really it's really nice gotcha now what size school because you mentioned like northern lebanon was it district three yeah we're district three but it's a four a school but i'd say in a two a school's body which we fall under a four a school which i think at the time we moved up i think my sophomore year and freshman year we were three a then we moved up, but that was in absence of our athletic director, so oh. we couldn't appeal it. So we moved up to 4A, but compared to the other 4A schools like Bishop McDevitt and Aliquippo, I mean, Aliquippo is kind of a smaller school, but like those like powerhouses were not really the schools to be able to like compete with those type of schools. That's kind of a, a disadvantage for an athlete like yourself mm-hmm. trying to, to, to get seen by these larger colleges. Yeah, actually, I'd say the 4A being in 4A actually kind of helps me. Yeah. A little bit because like I'm last year I made 4A All-State team which is more impressive than the 3A 
All-State team because of the schools that are in 4A. I mean, in, like, terms of, like, making it the playoffs and being able to compete in those games is more difficult in 4A. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, and you'd mentioned it's it's very stressful. What do you find that's stressful, you know, again, about being a high school athlete that's trying to get to the next level? The, I'd say the main stressful part is, like, really saying, like, am I good enough? And that's, like, the part that you got to have to, like, zone out because, mm-hmm. like, you, obviously you're good enough if you're if the coaches are talking to you. And it's just you're fighting for an opportunity, and the stressful part is whether or not, like, if you have that opportunity or if that opportunity is given to you. And that's, like, because you're thinking about it constantly. Like, especially, like, if you don't have, like, many opportunities out of your senior year, you're kind of, like, wondering where you're going to go or trying to, like, find out, like, what you're going to do is kind of stressful. Oh, that's interesting because it's almost like, like you said, you have to get over that that doubt. Uh-huh. Right? Like, like, am I good enough? It's like, well, of course, because the coaches are interested. You know, you're an all-state linebacker, which we're going to get into. Like, you're you're taking all the right steps, and you're working hard to get to that next level. You know, it's just an interesting take because I thought when you mentioned stress, I was looking for uh, – you know, I thought you would say something along the lines of like, oh, it's it's balancing a schedule or a lot of practice and lifting weights. But I, I could see where you're at because I've mentioned before, like on the podcast, you know, starting it, not knowing anything about audio or video and, and editing audio clips. You kind of have like some self-doubt when you're new or when you're starting something. And when especially when I think when it starts taking off, you're like, is it really this successful? Is it really going as well as I think it is? And, you know, getting over that, I think like all great creative people and just athletes in general sometimes I think have that, you know, you have to overcome at some point. Yeah. And another like big thing for like people that are being recruited is like, and it's hard for me especially, but I'm trying my best to like, like avoid it. It's like comparing yourself to other people because everybody's story's different. Everybody's journey's different. Everybody's like, everything's different. So like comparing yourself to people like just say like oh I had blah blah better than this guy but you don't really know like that guy could have played like all NFL teams or something like that. Oh right, yeah. So like you can't really compare yourself to people or like compare yourself to athletes when being recruited because you never really know the whole story behind them. Yeah. Throughout your journey, high school career, uh in sports, has there been any mentors that have helped you along the way? Yeah, definitely. Uh I'd say my biggest mentor is actually my father. He always supports me, takes me to these camps, takes me to training, allows me to have these opportunities with these schools. He's taking me to these schools. Of course, my mom helps as well, but my dad's more into it than everybody else in my family. And he's always been there for me, like, especially like when I'm talking about like doubt, he always tells me that like, hey, you're good and blah, blah, blah. Like, he always, like, reassures me that I am good enough. I am good enough to play for this team, blah, blah, blah. And he's always there for me, as well as, like, coaches, all the coaches I've had through the past years. Um, Coach Rice, old Coach Rice, Coach T, Coach Heisey, Coach Wolf, Coach Wall, all these guys on yeah. the coaching staff, the Wallaces, all the ones that coached me. Hopefully I'm not missing anyone. It's awesome that your, your father is, like, you know, your rock, like he's uh-huh. there to support you. Cause sometimes, you know, parents and family and even friends can sometimes doubt or not be there when, when you need them or you think they're there for you, yeah. you know? And yeah, the fact your father is like there and encouraging you to, to pursue this. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. It means a lot. What does it mean to be an all state linebacker? Um, I mean, it doesn't really mean much. It's kind of just like a 
like a name, I guess. It's more of like an accolade, but it, it means a lot to me, to be honest, because it shows like the hard work that I've put into it. I'm finally being able to get recognized for it, and I'm kind of making it a little bit, if that makes sense. Especially like the doubts that I've had in the past, like it just shows, it like reaffirms and reassures me that I'm actually getting better and other people think I'm also pretty good as well. Yeah. So it means it means a lot, but in like terms of like other people, it doesn't really mean as much to them, if that makes sense. Kind of, it kind of makes it worth it. Like this whole journey you're on now, who makes that decision? Like, and says, okay, you know, Luke Schaefer, you're an all state linebacker. Eastern PA football. They come out with like the teams every year. I think they're coming out around now, but it's like they drop their, their team. And there's a, a writer's team, which I think they take like writers throughout the state and they combine a team. And then there's the coach's team. Which is, like, they're both, like, all-state teams, but they're just, like, under different categories. I was on the coaches' team, so that's, like, different coaches throughout the the state pick, like, specific players in each classification. So, like, 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A, 6A, 5A. Yeah. So, they kind of, like, put together a team of who they believe are, like, the best players in those classifications. And, which I think the right, writers' one's pretty cool, but I think the coaches' one's... It's pretty impressive. That's what I was thinking too, right? Because that's all the, all these coaches, mm-hmm. and they see something in you, right? Like yeah. And again, they know what to look for, you mm-hmm. know, because they're they're coaching football. That's awesome, man. Congrats on that. Like Thank seriously, you. appreciate. Yeah, that. I saw on Instagram last year, back in April, you visited a Temple and Army. I think it was. I did. Yes. Yeah. So what was that like? I saw you did some photo shoots with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, I visited Temple. I don't remember exactly the specific date, but. All of those were junior days. Schools, when they're recruiting you, they have a, it's called a junior day. It's kind of like when they could get juniors after the season up on campus. Okay. It's like from March to like maybe the end of April. It's like a short time. They have you up on campus. It's kind of like, it's like a visit. They usually have, it depends the school, but it could be like a lot of people or a little. So I went to a bunch of different schools, like Holy Cross. They had a lot of people. I'd say maybe a hundred and i'd say around 100 people which is a lot especially for those but then schools like temple i think temple only had like 10 which that was like incredible great time up there because like it was finally that was the first fbs school i was able to visit so i was definitely comparing that to like some of the other schools i've been to it's just crazy because like all their equipment the the way they practice the all that type of stuff the fun stuff they get funded and all that stuff is crazy. And then later I visit Army, which is incredible. They had a huge weight room. The way they practice, it's it's just like, and especially like Army, they're like the military. They take you through the campus, show you everything, which is just really cool. So like those two schools were probably two of my like favorite schools I visited. Yeah. I just don't really have the opportunity to play for them. So that was a, like a lot of fun. And then, like, they, when you're there, they take you through a photo shoot because, obviously, they want you to, like, like the campus. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. Like, the photos looked awesome. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And it is, like, a, a marketing, you know, ploy on their mm-hmm. end, you know, because you share the photos. It gets other athletes and stuff into it. So then let me ask you this. Are you planning to play at the next level, and have you committed yet with any teams? Uh, no, I have not committed, and, yes, I 
do plan on okay. playing. I have a couple offers right now. A bunch of PSAC schools are like interested. Yeah. That's probably where I'm going to play is in the PSAC Division Two. Yep, okay. But I'm not exactly sure where I'm playing yet because I haven't visited any of these schools and I'm still like kind of waiting on some other schools, figuring out what opportunities I have. Gotcha. All right, all right. So it's in the cards, right? It's in the future. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Sweet. All right, so now what are some of your other hobbies besides football? Like I, I know football is obviously a huge part of your life. But what else do you do? Um, I enjoy like being outside a lot, like hunting, fishing. Those are my two favorite, probably. I actually enjoy fishing more than hunting. Those are definitely my two favorite like pastimes. I do like hanging out with my friends a lot. That's a really good thing I like to do with like spending time with people that I like, like hanging around is a really big thing for me, especially like family, seeing other family. That's like I enjoy doing that a lot. And that's like time tends to move faster when. I'm with those people, so I enjoy that. I also enjoy, like, clubs. So I'm in, like, do you know what the FFA is? Future Farmers Association? No, uh, it was well. Future Farmers of America, but oh, I don't think Future it's Farmers that. It's kind of just like FFA now. I don't think it stands for anything. Future Farmers of America. I Man, I should have got that. <laughs> oh, man. But, but I've heard of it, yeah. So um, you're in that? Yeah, I am. Through okay. our school, I'm actually the vice president. Whoa. got the vice president here. That's awesome. <laughs> I better sit up straight. Okay. Yeah, and um, they they like through FFA. It's like a huge organization. They they give you like different things you could do throughout it. So like I do different. They're called CDEs. So they're like different like activities, I guess you could say, through the specific FFA. So like I did a thing called meat judging. I've done land judging, parley pro. Okay. And they're all like like it's more meat judging is more of like identification and labeling. So I say what is what is meat judging? Like are they are these steaks they're bringing out to you? Yeah, or? like different cuts. It's usually really? steak, pork and lamb. Are you serious? This is yeah. yeah. Okay. And like you have to you have to like label the specific cut and the like if it's a good cut like the marbling in it and whatnot. Wow. And I didn't know that. I didn't know FFA did that. Yeah, it's like it, it's a lot bigger than like you could imagine. Like you see the FFA and you're thinking just like farmers, but there's like a lot of different ins and outs of it that like everything. Actually, it was a state placer or this placer award? Yeah, it sounds about right. I placed it's at not states. Now you place at states. Okay. Um, for meat judging, which was pretty cool. <laughs> that blows my mind for meat judging. Yeah, I mean, I was. I think I was like eighth or something it's not like super high i didn't get yeah. up on the podium but yeah i still top pretty good at that top yeah 10. yeah yeah and then parley pro is kind of like debate within a group so like you have a team of like six or seven people okay and like there's a chair chairman and then like you debate over like specific ffa topics and i actually was like kind of forced to join that they're like my friend really enticed me into joining it yeah and like i joined it because like i like the teacher like she's one of my favorite teachers and oh, that's she's cool. also like in charge of that group so like it gave me something to do and like spend more time with him because he was going off to college so it gave me something to do and it also like it was considered public speaking so it looked good on my resume as well and we actually like at first I was like the backup because it was my first year doing it. it was last year. And then we, I became a starter because the other kid like dropped out. Yeah. So then um we ended up getting like second in the area and then we got first in like the, oh no, it was second in like the county. Then we got first in the district or something like that. Okay. So then we went to states and we got, we won the state championship in that. And, got, and all you are is like debating or talking. Like, it's like, 
Yeah. It's like very formatted debating. Okay. It's kind of interesting. You if you'd like see a video of it it'd be really it's like it's kind of crazy. We won we got first at states for that, which is like crazy because I didn't expect to win first at states to that. And then we went to Nationals, which was in Indianapolis. Jeez. And actually the one my one friend his name's James. He was the guy that like, got me into it. He actually couldn't go to Nationals cuz he had uh his pancreas burst or something like wow. that. Wow. So that was crazy. And then we still we still participated at uh, Nationals without him. Okay. So we yeah. were down one. Jeez. And we ended up getting eliminated in the first round because all those guys are really good. And we were missing a guy. So that's a lot of yeah, points. You're a man down, right? Yeah. But if we ha- – I, I was told – I don't know if this is true or not, but if we would have had him, he was like probably the better player on our team, if that makes sense. If we would have had him, we would have probably moved on, which is kind of cool to hear like like – being one of the top teams in the country or something I didn't expect to do. Right. You just did out of a whim because you want to spend more time with your buddy. Yeah. Yeah, With your buddy. Yeah. Very cool. So big fisherman, hunter, um, archery and rifle or? Um, I do. I'd go with crossbow, but I have a a rifle too. I haven't been able to get out much recently though because of uh, football. Well, yeah. You're a little busy for sure. Yeah. Um, The items that you brought with you today. Tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, this was the helmet I actually used this year. A little beat up, I guess, because of a little bit of head contact I've had. Yeah. Uh, but we have our main stickers on the side. And then these stickers we get every week, like the top specific like uh, performers from the game. Like they get stickers for specific things. I think you get one sticker if we win the game, like anybody on the team. You get one sticker if you win the game. And then like certain stickers you get if like you score a touchdown, big play certain amount of yards, tackles, tackles for loss, sacks, the turnovers, that type of stuff. And I was actually the top sticker receiver on our team, which is kind of cool, especially because I'm mainly defense, which it was harder to get stickers for on defense. Yeah. And, like, my friends, like, especially one of this, this kid on my team, Moses. Do you remember Moses? Yeah, yeah. I remember him from, from the photo shoot. You're, yeah. Yeah. He actually had a lot of stickers, and he would have probably actually beat me. Yeah. But he missed the game because of illness. Oh, wow. And I think I only beat him by, like, one or two stickers. So you're able to just, just pass him. Yeah. Yeah. But he had a he got a lot he for, a like, because he was a big touchdown guy. Oh, York, I believe it. Yeah, York. it makes more sense that it's harder for a defensive player. So you get them by, like, sacks, loss of yards, or fumble? Um, like, how, how, how would you earn them? Like, forcing a turnover is one. I believe, like... I think it was over five tackles or maybe 10 is another sticker. Wow. And then like big plays. So like if you have a big hit that could like halt someone's drive or like tackles for loss, sacks, that's another sticker. But like it was kind of difficult to get them because like only a couple of games you'd have like over 10 tackles. So that's like two stickers where like, yeah, I think on offense it was like if you had 50 yards with a sticker. So, okay. like, when Moses would rush for, like, 200 yards or something, he'd get, like, four stickers. He's set right that. there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then, uh, Northern Lebanon, you guys are the Vikings. Yep. And the stickers you're describing um, are, like, I picture, I'm going to nerd out, but the Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla, with the, it's, it's a video game of Vikings, right? Okay. And they have, like, dual axes. So, it's yeah. that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, like battle axes. Battle axes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And there will be photos up on American Grown Podcast, on Facebook and Instagram for all the listeners because this helmet is... Could you turn it around real quick? This way? Yeah. I mean, it is beat up. Like, it's been through the ringer. You can you can tell this has been 
battle worn for sure. Wow. I mean, dude, you're missing chunks of the actual <laughs> paint is off the helmet. Yeah. And I think there actually is right here. I had, I got hit in the ear once. I actually cow. had to get stitched in my ear. Cause Did it, you? Was it bleeding? Because it like lacerated my ear. Holy cow. But uh, that happened like our second game. I had to get stitches in like the training room Jeez. right after the game. And then you also brought a jersey of some kind. Yeah, I brought my yeah. game jersey. Oh, perfect. That I worn. Actually, there's a funny story about this. This was the game jersey. We got these my sophomore year. And I picked number eight. That's been my number throughout the years. But um, yeah. I started with number eight my sophomore year. I wanted to pick number nine. That's been like a thing through my family. So... Number nine, like all my cousins wear number nine. Yeah. So I just was going to like be another one that wears number nine. But it's actually retired out of school for, I think, a player that passed away. So I couldn't wear number nine. But I also still wanted to be a single digit number. And this was like after a lot of people already picked their jerseys. So number eight, and I think number four were left. Ooh. So I picked number eight because it was close to number nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and ever since I've worn number eight. So it's always been number eight. Yep. So those are the two items you brought. Now, how can our listeners connect with you? And follow along on your journey. I guess you could follow my Twitter and Instagram if you'd like. Um, they're both the same tag, actually. It's uh, it's Luke S S S. Just I T S L U K E S S S. Okay. Don't, don't know why. Oh, so it's but... literally it's Luke S S S. Yeah, that's great. Okay. You're not big on like Instagram or anything like that. I mean, I like like posting like stories that might mean something to me or like supporting my friends on it, but. I don't really post that often. It's usually just football-oriented. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, n- nothing much. I'm not really a big social media guy either. Gotcha, Other yeah. than, like, I guess Twitter, because I use that to, for football, but... No, and, and that makes sense, too, because it seems like you're more, like we've been talking about, I mean, you're an outdoors guy. Yeah. You know, nature, you want to be doing something. You're not You're not going to be on social media all the time, for sure. So now, before we close out, is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know? I don't think so. Yeah, you I mean, did great. I'll be committing yeah. soon, but... All right, if you had to pick, give us a dream school that if you could play for, you'd go in a heartbeat, and then give us, like, maybe a, an option to, like, realistic ones of, like, where do you think you might end up? Dream school would probably be Penn State. So yeah, my brother goes in-state, mm-hmm. good football program. Oh, for sure. Linebacker you, Like, that's a dream scenario. But to be realistic, it's like a PSAC school, like Slippery Rock, I guess, Lock Haven, yeah. I guess I, I have offers from Lock Haven, Seton Hill, Mercyhurst, and uh, Clarion. So one of those schools probably. I, I'd say I'd be committing near the end of January unless something I, – I enjoy school a lot when I go visit them. And that's a big part of it too, right, is seeing the campus and because and – you know, it's not just all about the, the sports, too. You get your, It's a student-athlete, yeah. you know. Luke Schaefer, senior and all-state linebacker at Northern Lebanon on the American Grown Podcast in the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. This is a blast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. To see photos of today's guests and more content, just search American Grown Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast, please direct message or email Austin at americangrownpod at gmail.com. This episode was brought to you by these sponsors. Cleona Coffee Roasters is a small batch coffee roastery and coffee shop. Veteran and first responder owned, community oriented, and roasted fresh to order. Now open inside 911 Rapid Response, Anvil, PA.
Go to CleonaCoffeeRoasters.com to order online, see updated hours, and find where you can buy it close to you. Triggered 22 LLC, a veteran-owned apparel company. By purchasing a t-shirt, hat, or hoodie from Triggered 22, you're not only supporting a small business, but you're bringing awareness to veteran PTSD and suicide. Please help save the lives of those who fought for our freedoms. Visit Triggered22.com now and place your order. Let's help those suffering from invisible wounds. 